that's life. You know, there's going to be detours and there are going to be things that don't make sense. And it's like, can you trust it? And can you lean in? And can you still choose to have a good time anyway? And that's what we did. Hello, beautiful souls. Today's episode is so, so good. And before we jump in, I have some exciting news to share. If you've ever wondered where you're blocking money, this is for you. I've created a free quiz to diagnose your money wounds so you can heal them and unblock yourself to receive more money. Just go to moneywoundsquiz.com and answer six quick questions to get your insanely accurate and potent results. And if you're loving my vibe and want to work one-on-one to call in more feminine energy wealth, I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on social media or go to emilywilcox.com to learn more. Hello, welcome back to the M Makes Money show. I am doing a solo episode to talk about July, all the stretches and celebrations, and just do my monthly recap, as you all know. Right now, I'm sitting here in my office. It's a Monday morning. It's August 1st. We're officially in Leo season. Whoop, whoop. It's like a cloudy, super foggy, misty, moody Monday morning, but I'm in a great mood. JJ has a soccer camp this week. Faye has horse camp, but it doesn't start until tomorrow. So she went with Jeff to do the drop-off this morning and run a few errands. And I have a quiet house and it feels amazing. We had such a fun weekend. We had our friends, Danny and Sid visiting from Big Bear. So we decided to throw a pool party and had a bunch of our friends over and just like had a blast. Had a delicious nacho bar. We had music, everybody playing in the pool. So much fun. It made me so grateful. You know, it's like, these are the days. This is what it's all about. Just so happy. I love having the house that's like an entertaining house. And you guys, this is a stretch for me, honestly. Like it's such a sign of growth because I used to be worried about the idea of having an entertainer's house because I was like, it's going to cost so much money. Like everyone comes to your house and they drink your beer and they eat your food and I don't know that I want to be like feeding everybody all the time. So I think I was actually really keenly aware of the money and the financial component, like even when other people were hosting us. And that's something that's so healed now. Like I can really receive from others without worrying about it being like fair and square or worried that I'm like taking too much and I can so freely give. I love it now. I don't think about like, who's drinking our drinks or our beer or, you know, the fact that, yeah, some people brought over food, but we're providing the main part of the food, which is the expensive part. And it's like, I feel a little cringy even saying that out loud, but that was my inner dialogue for a long time. And I'm so grateful that that part has been healed because it actually just feels so good, so abundant so generous. And by the way, like I have, we have awesome friends. Like they are so happy to bring things and participate, but that's not really the point. The point is that I don't think twice about it. Like I'm not keeping an inner score or tally or even noticing. And that feels so good. It feels so good. And so it's like part of financial freedom is actually being able to think less about money. I just want to acknowledge how grateful I am for that. Okay, let's dive in because 
July is like another month where I feel like there was so much time bending. Like how did I fit all of this into 31 days and have it feel really fun and spacious? So we kicked off the month with a surprise trip to Vegas. I took Jeff to Vegas for 24 hours. We saw Joe Rogan's comedy. We hung out with some new friends. We went to a country Western bar and listened to live music. Like just had such a good time. And honestly, I could record a whole podcast about all of the special things that happened because of that trip, but I won't not right now. Also, then as soon as we got back from Vegas, literally the day we got back, my friend Kimberly, shout out Kimberly Rose Pendleton, came down from Napa to visit for a couple of days. And the timing was so special because that night we went out to Hollywood and met up with some of our mastermind sisters for Tasha Wall's Kartashian launch party. So we were all wearing black or white. Our friend Haley flew in for it as well. And we went out to, it's called the Pump House. It's like a restaurant that was on some reality TV show. I think the Vanderpump Rules or something. Anyway, had mediocre food, but amazing drinks and so much fun together. And then we went out and had some more drinks and danced at another place and just totally like living out our sisterhood dreams together. Felt so fun. We're already planning the next trip. And then we went to a pool party at our friends at Gonzalez's and Kimberly was there too, but it was so much fun. And it was such a fun surprise that this woman, Laura, was there with an incredible voice. She shows up and the first thing our friend said was, oh, we need Laura to sing us the national anthem because it was a 4th of July party. But as it turns out, Laura just has an insane voice. I don't know too many people that could just be put on the spot, show up at a party and be asked to sing the national anthem like acapella and just absolutely nail it. So then Jeff was, of course, like, oh, let me go get my guitar. And we proceeded to, you know, just sing and play like 40 songs. We had the best time. Then we had a pool party at our house on the actual fourth, which was a blast as well. So as you, if you're sensing a theme, July has been a lot of fun and play. It's really felt like a quintessential summer month. I got a new game called Ransom Notes. It's really fun. Like we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. It's if you ever had like a fridge in your college dorm room that had all of those little like word magnets on it, you will love this game. It will feel so nostalgic because you get to make fun little sentences or slogans using these little word magnets and they are hilarious. Like one was like, describe the female orgasm. (laughs) And you've got like, you know, 30 words that you're trying to pick from to make it happen. So Faye won a pie-eating contest in July. Our city had a little 4th of July event going on, and both the kids entered the pie-eating contest, first one ever, and Faye won it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She was so proud of herself. She won a Domino, a $15 Domino's pizza gift card, which she wanted to use right away to buy pizza for the family. So many fun 4th of July festivities. My vanity plate finally arrived for my beautiful Mercedes. I've been waiting for it. Oh my gosh. Well, I got my Mercedes the very beginning of December. So what is that now? Nine months ago, eight months ago. And in California, like the vanity plates take a while for a variety of reasons. Like 
first, you have to have a real plate, not like a temporary plate from the dealership before you can order it. And then like you put stuff into a system and it tells you like whether it's available or not. And so the first thing that I tried to do, it said it was available. And so I paid the money and everything. And then I got something in the mail like six or eight weeks later saying, oh, we've declined it because it's too similar to another plate that already exists. Womp womp. So I came up with something else and oh my gosh, I love it so much. And again, it's like one of these not very expensive things, but in my mind, it's so symbolic of luxury. It's like, oh, rich people have vanity plates. Like when you've got a luxury car and then you put a vanity plate on it, it makes it look even more luxury. And so that's really how I experience it and how I experience my car, which I already love so much. And then now seeing the vanity plate on there, which is all black in the background. And then all of the letters are yellow. It just has such a vibey look, in my opinion. What else? I tried microdosing this month, which is something that I've been wanting to do since January. Um, and it just didn't line up to try it. So it was microdosing mushrooms. So finally, finally got the supplement in June, but in June I had COVID. So didn't feel like the right time to be introducing anything new uh, to my body. Finally, in July, I started a four-day on, three-day off protocol. It's a little baby dose, so I really don't feel any psychedelic effects from it. I've really enjoyed it. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to like stick with for the long term or if it's you know just for a season. I'll kind of be following my intuition on that. Like The idea behind it is that it does a lot of neural reprogramming, so it's working with your brain to sort of rewire and create different connections for more creativity. So I'm totally here for more creativity. And the other thing that it can do is help release any like stuck emotions or old traumas, like things that are ready to be released. So you set a little intention every time you take one of your doses. And so I would often say, feel and reveal, feel and reveal. And I'm open to more creativity. I got to see my bestie Rochelle in July. Oh, I literally burst into tears when she walked through the door. Rochelle is one of my best friends. We've had such an incredibly deep and meaningful relationship that's been built here in LA and built around a lot of park play dates and just meeting up and letting our kids play. And then we go deep on all the things together. And they went on vacation to Hawaii and then never came back. So they came back so that they could clean out their apartment and sell all their stuff. Even though I knew they had made the decision to stay in Hawaii, it's definitely been like stages of grief, you know, because we had never like said that goodbye that like had that hug, like, oh my God, this is our, you know, you're leaving kind of a thing. And so then being back felt really, really good just to like process through some of that and, you know, say to each other how meaningful the friendship is and how committed we are to seeing it through this next season when we're not seeing each other so regularly. But we also booked flights to go out there over Thanksgiving. So that's going to be amazing. I had an incredible soulmate client sign up for my October Rise Retreat in Palm Springs. So totally was celebrating that in July. I had a solo weekend at home. Oh my gosh. All the moms listening to this, I cannot recommend this highly enough. So Jeff took the kids camping up in Big Bear and I decided to stay home. 
it was right after the full moon in Capricorn. And it like brought up so much stuff that like my intuition was like, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. Like now, 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 now we're going through an energetic up level. And so it was perfect to have a weekend at home to have a really nice balance of being and doing and just addressing some of the stuff that was part of this up level. I got my nails done. I cleaned out a bunch of our kitchen cupboards, cleaned out closets. I replanted some new plants in these outdoor pots that have literally been sitting outside for a year with dead plants in them. I had an incredible self-pleasure session. I got caught up on a bunch of the ancestral healing work that is part of a program that I'm in. So it was just like so great. And Rochelle and I went out to brunch. I, I slept a bunch. I read my book. Like it was glorious. It was glorious. And I kind of want to have one of these weekends like every quarter. It was so amazing. Okay. I've got more stuff to celebrate, but I think I actually want to pause and jump down to some of the things that really felt stretchy or difficult to deal with in the month of July. And then we'll jump back to the rest of my celebrations list. And then of course, as we always do, I will end with money. So one of our biggest clients at the agency told us that they weren't going to continue past the six-month contract. It was totally shocking because they've been getting incredible results. Like their sales are way up to the tunes of like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Their profitability is really, really good. So all of the ads that we're running for them have had an incredible return on investment. But when we talked to them, we already knew that they were having some concerns with their brand manager, but basically they just did not feel like one person primarily, but kind of maybe two different people on our team were ready for the big leagues, so to speak, like that they would be great for smaller brands, but for the level of attention to detail and reporting and Amazon knowledge and everything that they felt like they needed, they didn't feel like they were getting it from these people on the team. So that was really hard to hear, even though it sort of confirmed some of our intuitions around what was happening. It just sucks to lose a brand that you feel like you should be able to keep. And then in true universe fashion, the next day, maybe even the same day, the primary person who was the source of complaints from this brand put in her resignation. And so while I firmly believe that when people leave organizations, whether it's they're being let go or they're resigning, that it really is a win-win. It's better for everyone. I would, in fact, I would say it's a win-win-win because it's a win for the clients, it's a win for the person leaving, and it's a win for the company, even though it doesn't always feel that way. And so although there were some questions around performance for this person. She's also been an incredibly important part of the team for the last year and a half, and she was responsible for a lot. So it naturally creates a little bit of a fire drill to start trying to backfill that position. Those two things definitely had me more involved in the agency in July than I like to be. And so it just means some rebalancing with the other things that I wanted to do 
you know, so there were things that I wanted to do for my coaching business in July that just didn't happen because Elevate needed more of my attention in July than is normal. Jeff also got sick. He got COVID in July. He's a really important member of our household. There's so much that he does. So when he's sick, you know, it's my pleasure to fill in for him and to take care of him. But again, it's you really feel it. You know, it's a stretchy situation where I'm doing a lot more of the domestic duties and a lot more of like the running the kids around and that kind of thing. And so there are other things that have to give in order to make that happen. I also had a situation in July where I posted something on Facebook and then got into a little bit of controversy or back and forth in the comments with someone that I care about very deeply. And I knew while it was happening, for me, when these things happen, it's always an opportunity to really reparent myself and work through making it feel safe in my nervous system to be controversial or to be disliked or to have a different opinion than someone. Because my trauma response to that is people-pleasing and peacemaking. But the thing is, in order for me to have potency in my message and really share what I believe and my perspective in a way that is activating, is potent, doesn't mince words, I have to be willing to be controversial or to be misunderstood. And so often when we're trying to be people pleasers or we're trying to be peacemakers, our content ends up coming through kind of watered down because we're not really saying what we want to say. We're not taking it right to that edge. So I knew this was an opportunity for me to practice, like breathing through it, letting it be okay. So each time this person would comment, I would wait a day because just getting a notification that she commented would spike my heart rate. And it would feel scary. And I would feel like I was bracing myself to read what she had to say. And so I didn't want to be responding from that triggered state, that highly emotional state. So for the rest of the day, it would just be like breathing and and telling myself the mantras that it's okay to be misunderstood, that it's okay to be controversial. It's safe. I'm safe. We can still love each other and disagree. I'm really proud of the way that I navigated through that myself but it definitely was a stretch for me. Another stretchy thing that happened, I haven't shared the positive side of this yet on the celebrations list, but we had a trip to San Francisco planned and Jeff did all of the planning for it. It was he and I's birthdays are quite near each other in May. And then of course, in May is also Mother's Day and June is Father's Day. So he was like, hey, how about for both of our birthdays and Mother's Day and Father's Day, we just combine them all together and I want to plan this trip for us. And I want us to go up to San Francisco and see the Harry Potter play. I was like, okay. So we We've been getting really excited about that. We've had a babysitter lined up because obviously when we're you know going out of town for a couple of nights, there's only a few people that we really trust to watch the kids. Anyhow, the week before we were supposed to go, they canceled the Harry Potter play only on our night, only on the one night that we were going to see it. So that definitely felt a little stretchy. Um, it was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, universe, I guess I trust that you have a better plan, but also what the heck? My plan was so good. Our plan was so good. Why couldn't we just do our plan? (sighs) So again, I often share things in a way that might look like a highlight reel. Cause if you follow along on social media, you would have seen that like we did have a fantastic time in San Francisco, but it doesn't mean that everything was perfect and that everything went according to plan because it didn't. 
you know, the main purpose of us being there got canceled. We also had delays with our flight on the way home, but it's like, that's life. You know, there's going to be detours and there are going to be things that don't make sense. And it's like, can you trust it? And can you lean in? And can you still choose to have a good time anyway? And that's what we did. It doesn't mean that I didn't have moments where I was like, "Ah, canceled and I want to go see it. What the heck? It was still really fun. Another thing that felt a little stretchy for me, and I noticed it while we were in San Francisco, is that, you know, because Jeff and I work together, it is interesting because I have different boundaries around work than he does. And so sometimes he'll pull me into things where I wouldn't have checked yet. You know, like I don't like to check work email first thing in the morning, as an example, because it sort of puts my whole nervous system into reaction mode, into like a fight or flight if there's anything happening that, you know, is not great. So I have my own kind of boundary or standard around that. But then he might check things first thing in the morning and then be like, hey, did you see this? What do you want to do about this? Can we, you know, and want to kind of strategize or talk through it or figure out a response. And I noticed that that was a place where I felt a little bit triggered or it felt a little bit stretchy. Like, oh, okay. Can I also communicate my boundaries or my standards to Jeff in a way that doesn't make him feel triggered? And in full disclosure, I didn't. I actually just kind of jumped in and helped him with what he needed help with. But I do think that that's like an area of opportunity for me. So sharing it transparently here. So those are my stretches for July. Let me jump back up to my little cheat sheet that I've got here with my list of good stuff. So I ran the most incredible program in July called the rising tide. And it was all about creating and building and growing multiple streams of income. Oh, it was so good. So I led three of the sessions and then I had guest speakers come in for three sessions as well to share their expertise on building streams of income in commercial real estate, in short-term rentals, Airbnbs, and in angel investing. Oh my gosh, it really got the juices flowing. It got all of us brainstorming and really considering so many possibilities to build our fempires, you know, and in a way where our money is making money for us and where we're receiving more easy money, more passive money. Oh, I also had someone come in and talk about the stock market and crypto and NFTs. I forgot to mention that. Super cool. I really loved that program. As I already mentioned, I've been doing some ancestral healing work in July. I still have a few sessions left in that program as well. And that's been really good, really good and really healing our San Francisco trip, which you already heard me mention, but oh my gosh, there is, I feel so activated in my sense of adventure, my playfulness, my feelings of freedom when I'm on these little getaways without the kids. It's just Jeff and I, we get to sleep in. When we wake up, it's like, what do we want to do today? It's really just like the world's our oyster. Can we follow our desires? And we did. We had such a good time. We biked the Golden Gate Bridge. We went out to incredible meals. We walked to lunch one day. It was an hour walk. We're like, great, let's walk it. You know, and then once we got there, then we walked even further to find a really cool park with amazing city views to sit and eat our lunch. There was about five or six blocks of that walk that were so uphill, like a 45 degree angle uphill. Holy cow. We were huffing and puffing and just (laughs) laughing at ourselves. And it was definitely not something that we could have done with the kids. So 
it still felt like freedom. Like here we are walking all this way, walking uphill, getting exercise, eating wherever we want. And oh, it was so good. What else about that trip? Oh my gosh, we went to an incredible steakhouse and Jeff ordered like the called the A5 Wagyu ribeye. It was like $170 for, you know, eight ounces of steak. And then the sommelier brought us over unprompted some wine that he felt paired really well with the A5 Wagyu. So I was like, okay, Jeff, cut me a little piece so I can try it too. And he was like, what? He looked at me like I had three eyes. Because if you don't know, I've been a vegetarian for 20 years. So I've not had a bite of steak in more than 20 years. He was like, you're really going to try it? I'm like, yeah, like it's a $170 ribeye. Then the sommelier brings over incredible wine that pairs with it. Sure, I'm going to try it. And it was fantastic. It was so good. So that was kind of a fun, again, like a sense of freedom. And I've really been feeling into with identity upgrades, trying to look at things because often there are things that we attach to our identity that actually at this point are just habit. And there's such freedom, such liberation, such up-level available when we actually examine those parts of our identity and can say like, okay, are we still choosing this in our sovereignty? Or is this just like a leftover habit identity that doesn't even like serve me anymore or isn't even something that I would choose anymore? So it's not to say like, I'm actually not ready to give up being a vegetarian. I don't know if I ever will, but it's like just testing that belief is so powerful because it puts me back in choice and in sovereignty rather than being on autopilot. Like, oh, this is just who I am. I just don't do this. Well, is that still true? Is that still what I want? So amazing trip to San Francisco. There were like times when we were just like, hey, you want to read our books in bed? Yeah. We just lay in bed and read our books and enjoy the fact that we could and that there was no pressing time or agenda or anything else we had to be doing. Felt very decadent. We got a great new Elevate client in July that I'm super excited for us to be able to help. Another family-owned business that's been around for like 100 years. So that was really cool. I had two new Money Wound Medicine clients join totally out of the blue, both from Australia and within like 48 hours of each other. So I don't know if there's some story there, but I was celebrating the heck out of it and just being very grateful for the surprise money. And as I mentioned, our friends, Danny and Sid, visited this weekend and we had so much fun. I also had like $200 come in from somebody renting our pool over the weekend. So that was kind of an unexpected, fun little way for some money to flow in as well. So bum, 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 July by the numbers. For coaching, it was $15,508 in cash collected. For the agency, it was $83,277. I suspect that number is actually higher, but we've not done our full month end reconciliation. So just go in with it. And then for Fayfair, where almost everything's out of stock now, it's $3,239 for July, which is a grand total of $102,024 cash collected. So super grateful for that. It feels incredible to you know be having six-figure months 
My coaching business feels so, so, so great. I love the clients that I get to work with. It's, oh my gosh, an absolute dream come true. And that business is like abundant AF because the expenses are so low that it's almost all profit. So it really is incredible how plugging in an extra money channel like that can feel so abundant. Like the number is far less than the agency, but the amount that it adds to our personal bank account is tremendous. Like it matches, if not exceeds what what we get paid from the agency. So very, very cool. I'm super happy. Thank you, money. For an incredible July and all the incredible experiences. Thank you to everyone listening. If you want to share something celebratory or something stretchy that happened for you in July, screenshot this episode as you're listening to it, share it on social media, tag me at M Makes Money and share what you're celebrating as well. I would love to hear it. I would love to celebrate you or even just acknowledge you if you went through something stretchy. You know, those are the things that actually really change our lives and are the catalyst for so many energetic upgrades that can happen that can turn into monetary or non-monetary celebrations in the future. So I am here for it all. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. Before you go, I have something fun to share. Now, when you leave a review of the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, take a quick screenshot and send it to hi at emilywilcox.com. You'll be entered into a drawing to win a free one-on-one boxer coaching day with me, and you help the show reach more new listeners. Such a win-win. I also invite you to follow me on Instagram at mmakesmoney and to jump into my free Telegram community, The Money Club, which is linked in the show notes. Until next time, I'm sending you all the magic money vibes. 